Hello and welcome to the Guildhall School Events Podcast. Today we're joined by two musicians who are taking part in the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra concert this Friday the 29th of November at Barbican Hall. So a warm welcome to you both. Um, could you just introduce yourselves and tell us which course you're studying here at the Guildhall School? Um, perhaps um, Maria will go with you first. Hello, my name is Maria Papathanasiou. I am from Greece and I'm studying uh, at Guildhall School the orchestral training master's course in the oboe. Fantastic. And uh, my name is Dora, um, Dora Hajigirgiu. Uh, I'm also from Greece and I'm doing first year master's at the orchestra artistic program doing the, uh, on the violin. Fantastic. Um, so the school's orchestral artistry specialism is run in association with the London Symphony Orchestra and forms part of the, the courses that you're studying, the Guildhall Artists and Performance Masters programme. Can you tell us a bit about what the course involves and in what capacity you work with the LSO musicians? Uh, it's a very inspiring and very interesting programme. It um, involves many aspects of training, like coaching with them, attending master classes, rehearsals, their concerts, and the most amazing opportunities when we have the chance to play with them, uh, doing some outreach work by coaching children. And this is um, amazing because we can have both a high level of playing and some responsibility for enthusizing, enthusing and empowering children to give their best musically. That's fantastic. So, do you do you go out into the schools yourselves in in groups or or, or alone? Uh, not only at school, we played with them in Trafalgar Square, in Barbican Hall. That's wonderful. I mean, you must it must be so inspiring to see the 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 children sort of, you know, develop and and enjoy themselves in that sort of stage. Yes, exactly. It's a, a breathtaking project. Wonderful, um, and Dora. Um, you've been doing the same sorts of things yeah uh, in yeah program. yeah i think it's amazing to be able to work with people from from lso and as a string player it's very it's pretty much the same with the winds but um it's amazing um different sections work first violin second violins violas cellos alone and then uh with with people from the first violins of lso second and like goes on and then in the end like get together and you just have a rehearsal with people from LSO all over you and it's it's very good because they just share ideas with you they play with you next to you they just it just feels like family and it's 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 very it's very inspiring and very I think it's very productive and we learn a lot from each coaching we have it's very intense it's very uh, it's very demanding and high level but we learn a lot and it's very it's very inspiring for I'm pretty sure for everybody that takes part on these projects. So, so how does it actually work? Do you have one to one tuition or is it in small groups or it's, what happens? It's sections to sections. Uh, probably like for the winds it's um Along good winds. One to one tuition sometimes. Really? Yeah. And then some orchestral master classes and wind section, then wind brass and percussion, then yeah, to the exactly. It's, it's probably also if you have a if you're a principal flutist and you have a solo, you might have to do one a to session one to one, and it's the same with the violin. If you're a concertmaster, if you are, if the, you know, it's first violin section will work with, like the first violin of an of LSO, and the second violins with someone from the seconds because they have the experience of the section how to work. And we take so. we receive their advice for our playing, 
but also for how we should behave professionally in an orchestra and how to complete to have a complete music personality. It's not only about our playing. Yeah. Okay. So so what what does that involve? The you know the the rest of the sort of personality. What what's that bit about? Everything. Um, and a deep knowledge of the repertoire. Um, we have to know everything about the era, the styles, the different... The uh, history of the piece, everything. everything. So does that mean you're often in, can be found in the Guildhall Library, um, looking at, do, doing your research? And what, what sorts of things do you yeah. have to have to go up there to do? Yeah, you, pr- you pretty much, you need to know certain and very essential things for the piece before you start working on it so you need to know the, the story of the piece and what it's written for and that will help you create the atmosphere of the piece so it's this for example for that concert the the Schoenberg has a very big story it's it's a it's a lot it's a, it's a story between two people and like how this story goes and how it ends so this whole drama thing helps the, the music and the exactly. performers to imagine stuff and just bring their emotions and everything into the music through through playing and through communicating with each other. Um, so the, the LSO musicians that you, you work with, do you see them as sort of a mentor? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, b- both. We have the most amazing opportunity to see all the inner work of a world-famous orchestra. And yeah. uh, they, it's the best preparation for our future careers as musicians. And hopefully you'll be able to keep in touch with with them maybe they're so friendly they are uh, support us and encourage us every time it's uh, honestly an incredible opportunity I think Um, so let's talk about the concert on Friday because that's sort of what we're here to discuss Um, you'll be performing two late romantic masterpieces Um, can you tell us a bit I know you touched on it uh, just now but could you tell us a bit more about the music Um, maybe somebody could take the Strauss and someone could take the Schoenberg and uh, just tell us how you're preparing for for the concert she should talk about the Strauss and I'll talk about the Schoenberg. Okay, okay, let's go. I will uh, play the principal of Boeing and Held and Leben of Strauss. It's a breathtaking piece. It's full of beautiful melodies and uh, many different characters, a variety of characters that this makes it truly interesting to play. And uh, it's for a very big orchestra. It's fascinating to be surrounded by all these sounds. <laughs> and uh, it's, um, it narrates a story of a hero uh, who is the composer himself? Okay, okay. So the composer's written himself into his own music as a hero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, he was an amazing composer, so I think it's fair enough. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and can you you know continue a little bit about about the the story there? It has um, some um, highlights of uh, masterpieces that he had written before and uh, he has some uh, nasty bits about the critics and about uh, some enemies that he had and the piece ends with a very calm and peaceful way like that he's very satisfied with what he's done right did did he did he write this later on in his career then yes okay fantastic well it sounds very uh, it sounds very good um, and what about the the Schoenberg? Uh, the Schoenberg um, is a very, I think it's a very interesting piece. I I never had the opportunity to play it before um, working on it with with the Guildhall Orchestra. This project um, it has many characters. So many. It's a very thick piece. A very 
um, it has many ideas, many melodies, um, every instrument, every section plays an important thing all the time. So there, it's not like a classical symphony that you have the theme and then uh, that one section is playing and then every everybody else is just accompanying. It's it's pretty much everything is just blended. So the, the goal that we have um, in each uh, rehearsal is to bring out all these different um, melodies and all these different ideas because um, Peleas and Melisande is just uh, there the story is that Peleas is in love with her and uh, there are many things going on and she gets pregnant and there's another um, another guy that he's he's looking after like he's he wants to be with her he's older Peleas is young there are many different things and um, then Peleas gets killed and she's dying, but she's taking. She's still having the baby, so the baby will get will be born, and that's the end of the piece. That's that's the hope. That this baby is the hope. So it's a very. It has many different character characters in the piece, and it's also. It, it sometimes it's very dark. Sometimes it's waltzy. Like it's it's very dancing. Um, I think it's very interesting, and it doesn't feel like an orchestral piece. It feels more like a chamber music. A massive chamber work for I don't know 80 people but it's very everybody is important because there are solos all over the place and it just it just needs to be perfect in time and in breathing all together so it can just click pretty much wonderful uh, you're, you're playing at the Barbican Hall have yes. you you've played there before yes um, I haven't. She's the second year. I'm the first year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because obviously we've just opened Milson Court Concert Hall. Um, are you? Um, what What is your you know opinion? The differences between Barbican Hall and and Milton Milton Court Concert Hall. It's both two exceptional halls. Like we had concerts in both of them, and it's such an amazing opportunity that the school gives us uh, these halls to play. In Milton Court they have the best acoustic we can ever, we can hear every single detail, but Barbican Hall is for a larger symphony orchestra like for a bigger symphonic words. And how do you find that affects the sound that you can hear of your own instruments? Is, is, it, um, is it quieter when, when you're playing your own thing because there's less, um, you know, the surfaces are further away to reflect, reflect the sound? You have um, to think differently to project your sound for a, a hall that it's for 2,000 people and for a hall that it's for 600 people. So it's about the projection of sound. Okay. It's also, it depends from, it's different from instrument to instrument. It's different, I'm pretty sure, for a wind player to a string player. And it's different because usually the wind sits farther from the, from the conductor and the strings sit at the very, the edge of the stage. It's very different the way we get to hear the sound that they make and the combination also what the audience is listening like a bit further. So it's it's very, it varies. So I just think that um, we always need to be able to adjust so that, because maybe in our ear, because it's so close, it feels dry, but it's actually not dry or, but that doesn't happen Milton Corps. Milton Corps is just a very speaking um, place. And it's actually one of the, I think because I've um, I've played a concert at Carnegie Hall last year, and I think it's it's very similar because they're very yes. they're very speaking, very alive. 
Wonderful. We, we actually have a concert at Carnegie Hall coming up um, next term um, in New York. Um, so anybody that's listening out there in New York can come along <laughs> to that. Um, check the website for the dates. Um, let's get on to the, your your conductor now, um, who hails from Japan, uh, Takura Yuasa. Um, obviously, every conductor has a different way of working. So how do you approach rehearsing with um, a guest conductor like him, um, is it? Do you, and also, do you find it's an important aspect of your training to work with guest artists? It is crucial for us for our training. All the professional orchestras they work with so many conductors, and we should have the experience of different styles and techniques, various aesthetics, points of view of every conductor. And Taku is full of energy, <laughs> he's full of passion. Every time he creates uh, pictures through the music. And uh, we, we have performed last year also with him, the Carmina Burana. And he explained what every note and phrase mean, what we should see behind the notes, and to, pa- to transfer all this spirit and the feeling and the emotion to the audience. He's brilliant. <laughs> And how do you how do you find working I, with I th- him? I think he's very. I agree with that, with what Maria says because he's very um, he's very he has very clear ideas of what he wants from the music and he gives a breath into the orchestra, <laughs> which is a very good thing for a conductor to do. It's like it's kind of spreading, stretching the sound and just making it deeper and more um, like not heavier but thicker in a way, and like more just. Um, yeah, just stronger. But I think he's uh, he's very good and he's uh, he's very inspiring because he he makes the rehearsal go very fast. Not in a way of um, okay, it's 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 one, let's go. But it's no. it's very inspiring and very interesting what he says because he really wants to work in like with very like, with a lot of details for the music. So and that's that's very good for for all of us. But not with a tiring way. Not not with a tiring way. He's uh, he's he's very funny and very fun to to watch and just very interesting. He's also very clear, and I think it's very good for an orchestra to have guest conductors because you can see um, you can work with different people, different brains. So you get a different. You learn how to be able to read someone that's very clear, someone that's less clear, someone is that's that's moving more, someone that is more. It's it's a very good training. It's very inspiring. You can we can always learn from everything. And you've you've worked with other other guest conductors in the past here at Guildhall. Yes, and with LSO we even played with uh, Valery Gergiev, their principal conductor. So wow. We have. <laughs> uh, what what was what was that like? Tell us a bit more about working with him because he's he's pretty famous, isn't he? It was the happiest day of my music life, the most exciting. It was in Trafalgar Square the previous May. We played Symphonie Fantastique of Berlioz. And uh, we had to coach some children to play with us. And we had also the LSO players. And it was an orchestra from all the different ages. And I read at Guildhall site that Pierre Boulet described the orchestra as the ensemble of possibilities. And I, I can't stop thinking of this thing when I listen to the LSO and when I play with them. Working with them is a lifetime experience. <laughs> I, I imagine it I imagine it would. I mean do you I mean you know when you when you started your instrument you know when you were you know, little, you, yeah could you imagine it that, that would happen? no 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 valerie is like it was magic he, he went on stage and everything else stopped we were just looking at him and playing music <laughs> God, 
that's that's incredible. Um, and have you worked with? Um, yeah, I've, well, I've worked with uh, with many. Um, what's his name? Oh, it's in. I've worked with many. I've toured with the European Orchestra and uh, Mahler Orchestra, and I've worked with many conductors. And I did. I was in America for four years before I came to Guildhall, so I, I had the opportunity to work with many American conductors and um, see a bit of the, dip, like the American way of um, education and all this stuff. But I think it's um, it, it's wonderful to play. I just I have many I'm very bad with names but I just don't re like remember exactly like all the names that I've worked with like all the conductors but I think it's it's very it's amazing to be able to work with big names that they're actually just they're just in front of you and they're just the simplest people you've ever met and hopefully it's just the start of everything you'll be working with a lot with a lot more big names in the future <laughs> yeah um I had a question which you you just um you just touched upon that you studied in America. Do you do you study music? Yeah, I did there? my um, I did my undergrad in the United States. And and what would you say is the difference between coming to the UK to study at conservatoire and studying music in in the States? Yeah, I did. Um, I was there for four years doing my bachelor's. It's it's a, it's a, it was a music. It was a conservatory. But um, the difference is that. Um, the the way they approach things is a little bit different. Um, being in Europe, Europe has much more culture than America. America has some kind of history, but not as much as Europe. And uh, like England has a very good tradition to um, to arts, and it's it's so cultural, and it's so there's so much going on. Um, and also, I think that you can. Um, Everybody from the United States wants to come to Europe to study and everybody from Europe Not everybody, but I know a lot of people that they want to go to the United States to study I just think it, the, the difference that I found is that um, It's just Cultural stuff. That's the only thing that I, w I would say because I never felt non-American in the United States and I felt I, I built a family those four years and I felt American from the first day that I went there, I was alone with no family, nobody in the middle of nowhere. But it's 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 fascinating that you can you can. What I learned though is that um, there there was nobody Greek where I was, so I was four years alone, just alone. I don't I don't care about being surrounded by people from my from the same country because I learned like that. I learned from when I was eighteen. But um, I think it's fascinating because you learn. Um, you're able to to meet new people to to meet um, like here that is so multicultural. Yeah, you're able to to be able to um, be surrounded by Asian people, American from everywhere, yeah. but not Greek. I didn't have the opportunity to do that, so I learned a lot from their for for their from their culture and like their habits and all that stuff. So that made me very very open in a way. And then you come over to Guildhall, and immediately you're meeting a Greek, Maria. like another Greek. <laughs> but that's not <laughs> a problem. It's, it's always a lot of fun to be surrounded by Greeks. I'm just saying that I, I, I learned. But we are not many with with the hard stuff. Yeah, we are not many Greeks. Yeah. maybe three or four. <laughs> and we still. We d I don't see. I don't see her often. Only in the symphony orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Maybe we'll have some more Greek uh, Greek people here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, the final question now, just to wrap things up. Um, any plans for after you graduate from Guildhall? And do you know what you're going to be doing or what, what you're hoping to do? Um, after all the support that we have from the school, because it's like the head of the department, the deputy head, the teachers, that they are all like mentors to us. I, I they, they build their our confidence and our interests so we can we can think to do plenty of things after graduating, after all these opportunities, continuing this work in a professional orchestra, but continuing also the outreach work by teaching children, and uh, also some maybe research, doing some research for an academic career. I would be very interested also in this music development never stops, doesn't <laughs> it? Uh, wonderful, wonderful. With, with all this support, now I believe that I can do all these things because the, the school is amazing on this. So you sort of, uh, you know, your confidence is growing, you're, 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 you've exactly. been instilled with a sense of belief. They're like a whole team that support every student in every single step of our music life. The mentors, the teachers, the head, the deputy head, all, all of them, every day. So great to hear. And and have you got any plans for us? Um, yeah, um, as I said before, I'm first year, so I have one more year at Guildhall, but um, after that, I'm probably I will I would love to do orchestra and teaching and also some research, so it's pretty much the same. But I also want to do a PhD at some point. Yes, yeah, it will either be right after Guildhall or I will take a year off and then do it, try to find, try to audition for a couple of orchestras that I want to try to like be in them and work with them. But um, as Maria said, music developed never stops. So yeah. and we never stop learning, even when we were seventy. Absolutely. So and, and music is a lifetime passion. You can't. Exactly. You, can't so run away you from always it, so. learn from older people, from younger people, from kids, from whoever, from, from audience, from from. Everybody. Falling in love with the music every day, especially here at Guildhall. The further studying I, I will do, I think it will be here, I hope. <laughs> Wonderful. It's, well, that's, that's fantastic. Um, I think that's it for today. So, Dorothea and Maria, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and best of luck for the concert um, this Friday. Um, do apologise for the sort of rather loud noises that are coming from outside. I think it must be some <laughs> no, sort of lorry. Um, and I hope the listeners, you can you could hear what we were saying through that. Um, the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra concert takes place at 7.30 this Friday, the 29th of November, at the Barbican Hall, and you can pick up a ticket from the Barbican box office in person, over the phone or online.